the glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tuns. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Woo! Yes. So, Miles, uh, what have you been up to beer-wise? Uh, drinking it with you guys at the podcast. Yeah, we had our third anniversary. We've been doing this whole sh da 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 for three years now. It's been a wonderful ride. Yeah, and we've that's said, a word for it. And by we, I mean Carlos has said some weird things over the years. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to it already, um, I always recommend listening to our anniversary shows. They're a ton of fun. And we play the quote game, where I pull quotes from the past year's uh, episodes of Department of Offense, and we try to guess who said that depraved thing. Which means Casey has to binge listen to hours upon hours of, of my previous own voice. episodes. It's it's the most narcissistic thing one can do. <laughs> See, I wouldn't. I would hardly be able to listen to myself because. I, I sound so different than what I hear. Well, you get used to it. And when you are when you listen to old episodes and you forget what you were talking about, <laughs> it was like, they're actually pretty enjoyable. Like, it's so, like it's ridiculous. I understand why people listen now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I do. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, other than just drinking some beer, what have you been up to? Anything planning else? on doing a whole bunch of things that you were life, supposed to brew this weekend. I was you? supposed to brew, uh, but then the the podcast happened on one day, and we ended up surprise babysitting on the other day. Uh, okay, and it would have been one thing if it was like my five year old nephew who can you know like maintain himself in the living room watching cartoons, but this was like a six month old infant. Ah, uh, and they can maintain themselves while crying on a, in a crib. Yeah, uh, she was she's very needy. And part of the reason stop that, yeah, right. And part of the reason why we got her is because uh, her grandpa uh, was having too much difficulty trying to maintain, and it's because she needed or she wanted to be held uh, virtually the entire time. And when she wasn't, it's she was in like her little seat roller carriage thing, and I just sat there and rolled it back and forth for like an hour and a half. That sounds horrible. There's a reason I don't care for children, and that might be it right there. Well, it's not that it was horrible, because, my God, she's adorable, but it did mean that I wasn't able to brew like I wanted to. Again, another reason. Children aren't the greatest. Right. They cut into your brewing time. They cut into my brewing time. Fortunately, it didn't stop me from imbibing on one of the days, at least. Right. Um, So, I actually got some brewing done. Yes, um, I found out after the fact. Right, uh, Carlos. Uh, Carlos and I got together and we brewed a beer for his birthday uh, in January. Uh, it is a wee heavy, um, and I have a recipe here. If you if you care to hear it, I do because Eric and I have made a a wee heavy before. We barrel aged it and it did not go well. Okay. Um, well. That's a yes and no, but go ahead. I'll let you know after. Uh, All right, so uh, 20 pounds of uh, pale malt UK, uh, a pound and a half of uh, C40, um, a pound of Munich 20, eight ounces of uh, pale chocolate, four ounces of C120, and then uh, seven pounds of uh, DME. Because my mash tun isn't big enough. 
right? <laughs> so with uh, 20 pounds pale and 7 pounds LME, what did that bring your OG up to? Um, Was w- it in the 80s? Uh, 1090. All right, there you um, go. Yep. Was our estimated uh, original gravity, and I think we hit uh, 1088, 1089. Oh, that's not bad. So, at all. like, just just shy of it. Uh, so we're shooting. We were shooting for um, a, or we're. I guess we are shooting for. Um, it's like a ten, or no, I'm sorry, like an eight and a half percent. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. How did the color look? Uh, it looks awesome. It's right, right behind you. In the in the bubbler there. What? <laughs> in the big mouth. It's hard to tell because it's got so much of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sediment. No, a good, it, a good dark, rich, uh, amber, golden. Like it. I mean, like, rich is a good way to describe yeah. it. It's dirty right now, but it's rich. That is impressive. Yeah, no, it. Uh, you know, tasted good pre-pitch. So we're hoping here. I'm excited. Is this going in the barrel? Uh, yes, half of it's going in the barrel, and then uh, we are going to uh, put the majority, we're going to bottle uh, some of the barrel and then put the rest in kegs, and we're going to have both uh, the barrel-aged and the unbarrel-aged on tap for his birthday. That is the goal. And when is, when is his birthday? Uh, middle of January. Middle. All right. Yep, so it's going to be like just in the nick of time sort of thing. Then you're not only going to have that to drink, but then you're going to be heading to Central Waters just a couple weeks after. Yes. Yep. It's going to be a heck of a time. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, so every every year for Carlos's birthday, we usually, like, just do <clears throat> dinner or something and whatnot, and this year he's like, let's do beer. And I'm like, okay, so we're going we're gonna to have those, we're going to have a bunch of people over to play board games, and it's just going to be a drunken good time. See, and the funny thing is, you did mention before that you were going to be doing the We Heavy for him, uh, but my first guess still would have been that he would have requested a sour. He did. <laughs> and I said, Carlos, we're not doing a sour, because the last sour I did, I dumped. And apparently not a sour brewer, this guy. I don't know. <laughs> was uh, What was your last sour? Uh, it was the Berliner. Oh, that's right. Yep, I dumped that this weekend. What happened to it? Or was it just getting old? The, well, the, the lid uh, wasn't sealed right, apparently. Okay. And I opened it up, and it was terrifying. <laughs> there was a little ecosystem I, going on in there. I, I remember this now. Yes. I remember this now. Eric and I still have a year and a half Berliner that needs to be bottled. You have a nine-month Berliner sitting right behind you. That's Eric's in the... Glass Carboy. We have plenty of beer that needs to be bottled. Yes. That's been doing nothing but aging. Well, it's it's going to get to the point where I'm just going to bottle <laughs> Eric's Berliner there because I'm sick and tired of it sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't help. He just got married. He just got yeah. back from Cancun, was it? I think it was Cancun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was in Mexico. Um, anyways... But yeah, no, for uh, for the you know an eight and a half percent beer, the brew day went. Beautifully, so yeah. Oh, good, good. It, usually, uh, big beers like that tend to be a lot of work. Nah, they are when you're me and Eric somehow. <laughs> I mean, you guys just overthink things. 
I overthink things, and then Eric panics. Yes. <laughs> and I just kind of go. <laughs> I, I got extra DME in case I needed to uh, boost the gravity a little bit, and that's all that really, I was like, eh. But you know what? We can make one heck of a stout. That's true. That Oh, my God. That stout, man. Fucking delicious. <laughs> all right, so I have a topic for us today. Okay. And I ended up telling you, uh, unintentionally, because you asked so readily. But question number one, we're jumping right into it. What does uh, a Kolsch, uh, an alt beer, the varying alt beers, a blonde ale, a California common, and a cream ale all have in common? Well, they're hybrid beers. Yes, they are, darn it. Oh, man. Yes, they are. I like it when I'm right. Uh, the They either are or can be uh, hybrid beers. Uh, so, question. Answer. What is a hybrid beer? Hybrid beer is a it's, a... it's a mix between an ale and a lager. It's either a lager brewed with ale yeast or uh, an ale brewed with lager yeast, if that makes any kind of sense. Uh, for the most part, yes. Uh, I would be a little... Personally, I would be a little more specific in saying that uh, it's an ale fermented at lager temperatures and then verse vice. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think... Both are accurate, but I think one is just a little more on the yeah on the nail on the, nail. On the head yep. yeah. So, uh, what are the effects of an ale being fermented at lager temperatures? Estery yeast profile uh, is well. Think of think of wait wait uh, ale at lager temperatures or yes. lager. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking uh, lager <laughs> ale temperatures. I was I'm just going to let you run with it. No, I, uh, it's it, all right. No, so uh, you're going to get a cleaner fermented beer. It's going to taste lagery. Like it's going to be a much cleaner beer. Um, trying to think of like a Kolsch is a good example of this. Yes, it is. Um, where it's it's like it's a lager. Like it tastes like a lager, but it's slightly fruity, and you you have some of those ale characteristics. Yep, and that's that's going to be the excuse me uh, the big thing here. Um, is it's just that uh, when beers are fermented with uh, ale yeast at cold temperatures, however, uh, the yeast produces the yeast production of esters is reduced, thereby producing a beer with more subdued aroma, refined flavors. And in many ways mimics lager beer. Yeah, yeah. I good. I do love a good Kolsch. Pitchfork has this fantastic <clears throat> Kolsch that they do every year, and I I love that thing. I just oh man, <laughs> pint after pint, and it's not good because none of their beers are like super sessionable. Well, I mean they they occasionally do session beers, but it seems like uh five times or well, but yeah, you know, five times out of six, like I go in and it's fucking just. Everything in there is above seven percent, and I'm like, well, yeah, and I need a cab, <laughs> especially with Kolsch's. My experience has just been they're they're crisp and clean, but still somehow heavy and malty. And yeah, awesome. oh, they're and they're they're just so good. Yeah, I over the years, without even knowing it, I've been coming more and more into some of these hybrid styles, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, I really. Never questioned too hard what a hybrid actually was. Yeah. Yeah, so I figured, let's explore it. Let's find out. See what all the little nuances is. Nuances are. Are. Um, are. 
And then uh, another note here, because brewers tend to have individual ways of doing things, uh, pinning down the exact fermentation temperatures or lengths of fermentation of these beers is difficult. Uh, therefore, you can expect a lot of individualistic results. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, now that you were halfway answering this next one, what are the effects of a lager being f- fermented at ale temperatures? Uh, essentially like a... Uh, an estuary log or lager is what it really comes down to, um, because the higher temperatures are really going to bring out the esters in those lager yeasts. Um, so it, you end up with a uh, like a almost like fruity characters in the in it. Um, we actually have one in front of us. We do, and for one specific reason, uh, because most of my actually virtually all of the research that I ran into for this episode uh, quoted the. Anchor Steam Steam Beer as virtually the only example of this. Yeah, uh, well, it's definitely the most common. Uh, yeah, the California it, the Common. The California Common is yeah, what it's steam. called. Yep. I have a fun story about California Common. Go for it. So I made one once. Uh, it was my first or second all-grain beer. I can see this going wrong. Uh, actually, no, no it, was, it was my second all-grain beer because my first one was that blonde that I won the oh, thing that's with right. that one time. Cheeky sod. Right. Uh, no, so my second all-grain beer, California Common, and I done screwed up. Uh, the beer turned out fine. It was just 9%. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, like, I was still trying to figure out this whole all-grain thing, and I ended up with about half the volume I expected to have. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and so it was, it was an imperial California Common. I mean, it was good. It sounds like something, but it was Eric it, would it, it, it was boozy. Yeah, and like, oh man, it was it was bad. We ended up with like three gallons of nine percent common. Was it, were you not able to like add water? Didn't even think about that. I, like, this was early in my brewing career. I, I like, suppose. I'm, I suppose. I was like, oh, this is the beer I have now. Well, shit. Oh well. <laughs> so. Uh, there is one other big quality that comes out uh, from fermenting lager at ale temps, and that is you get a much more pronounced yet balanced uh, sulfur character, mm. pleasantly sulfur. And so thinking about it, I wasn't really sure what that would mean exactly. I mean, you it's easy to tell a sulfur character yep. when it's clearly a bad thing, uh, but it's not something you ever think about as being a good thing. And this is supposed to have the very pleasantly balanced sulfur character. Yeah, I'm tasting the sulfur. Yeah, and one of the ways to describe it is it it, it gives you the warm feeling in the mouth, even though it's a cold beer. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really fascinating. So I figured, why not just have one on the show? Yeah, I, for sure. It It's a very good beer. Plus, I need a beer at 8 in the morning. Well, got to get your drink on. Right. Anyway, final impressions? Any, anything to comment on? Oh, I, I really like uh, Anchor Steam. Yeah, I do too. Um, when I was when I was in SF, like it was it was the go to beer. I mean, if if I was at a place that didn't have like a craft beer selection, they at least had Anchor Steam. Every place in town had Anchor Steam on tap, and so I drank a lot of it. Um, I'll, I want to dive into this one a little more probably next week. Okay. Um. Just because it is such a fascinating style, and I didn't really dive into any of our uh, defining styles this this week. Um, 
but it, it, it seems to have a very rich history. Yeah, uh, if, if I remember right, um, basically the German brewers came to San Francisco with the, uh, with the gold rush, and they, uh, they were using their German brewing techniques to brew beer, but they didn't account for California being ridiculously hot. Yeah. Uh, and so they were using their, their lager yeasts and their, their lager brewing techniques, but it was a lot warmer. Mm-hmm. And so they got this, what they called steam beer, because, well, it was fermented warm, mm-hmm. and it was beer, and people kept drinking it. So basically, this, this beer came from a mistake. Yeah, yep. And one of the, one of the other notes for making a hybrid of this type is that it's not exactly at ale temperatures, but it's at a lot warmer temperatures. Yes, You're yeah. at uh, high 50s, uh, very low 60s in reference to fermentation temperature, which is about, which is about 10 degrees lower than, than your ale counterparts. I should brew one of these again. It, you know, it is a very tempting style to want to well, do. Well, and it's easy to do, <clears throat> and like, I can hold the temps easy. Well, there you go. Man, uh, and, right. and not just that, but um, if you want to brew in true California common style, you don't want just any lager yeast. You want a lager yeast that has been, over time, adapted to warmer temperatures. Yeah, use uh, use either the White Labs or the Y Yeast California Common. There's the uh, the Y Yeast 2112, the White Labs 810 San Francisco, uh, and then a couple of other, because I, I, I have a link here to one of um, Northern Brewers uh, talk show videos. Okay. Uh, the guy was talking about this exact... Uh, concept of, of mm-hmm. ale ferments with lager. He's, he also gave Y yeast twenty one twenty four Bohemian lager and Y yeast. That two, Bohemian lager yeast is really nice. Yep, yep. He said that's a very versatile yeast and he likes it a lot. Uh, and then there's the Y yeast two zero zero seven Pilsen lager, uh, which is actually an American lager yeast strain. So I just figured I'd throw those out there if anybody is interested in attacking this style. Uh, okay. So the the last thing I, I I wanted to touch on was, assuming everyone has the equipment to brew either of these styles, what are any of the challenges or special considerations one might take in, take into account? Um, any of these hybrid styles, I find that temper temperature control is fairly important, um, because if you go too far either way, mm-hmm. you're gonna run into some issues. Uh, your your ale strains will stall out. Yes, they um, will. If, if the temperatures are too low, um, and your lager strains will do things that you just do not want them to do if you go too high, um, so you you want to stay in that sweet spot of like in the in the in the fifties for for the for your your ales with lager, and then um, in the in the upper forties for the other. Yep, and not just that, especially coming around to the uh, fermenting at lager temperatures with ale yeasts. Uh, you want to be slow and delicate with your temperature reduction mm-hmm. because um, if you crash that too hard, you're going to stall the yeast. You're going to stall the yeast even if you're at uh, a good temperature. Uh, you just need to be slow and delicate uh, even more so than you typically do with yeah. loggers because they're just more more sensitive at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they, they, they don't like to work cold. They don't. Like, I don't like to work in the cold. Why would my yeast want to work in the cold? Yeah. And that's just it. That's that's one of the the misnomers about uh, like lager yeasts. 
they don't necessarily or they don't like fermenting at cold temperatures. No. It's what we like them <laughs> to yes. ferment at. Yes. So I mean ideally they still want to be up in the uh low to mid seventies like like ale yeasts mm-hmm. do. So for sure. Yeah. All that right. uh that wraps it up for us today, I believe. All right. Um yeah. Okay. Uh I have the outro music in a second. Here. Oh good. You snuck up on me there with that ending. No, I, I didn't mean to be so abrupt. I meant to I meant to say that it was that's what I had for you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in today, and uh, make sure you tune in again next week when we talk about something else beer-related. It'll be exciting. I guarantee it. <laughs> Actually, wait. No. Uh, Miles will maybe be here next week alone with Eric, maybe? I hope so. Okay, because I'm out of town next week. Yes. Friday yeah. the 13th. Yes, I'm leaving Friday to go to Orlando for a week. Yeah, of, uh, with the facade. sunshine, beer, and work. Yeah. With the facade of work. Hey, I listed that thing third. So. It shouldn't have even been on the list. That, that's a formality. You're just going with people from work. Yes. Uh, so hopefully we'll have uh, Miles and Eric in the studio to record for you next week. Um, and if they, for some reason, they can't, well, they're fired. So, yeah, uh, we'll, I'll, be, I'll be back the week after. All right. Uh, so if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindedstudios uh, and become a patron today. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to am- uh, blindedstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage uh, and, uh, do, uh, and do your regular Amazon shopping, and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It's great. It helps us out, and it's super easy for you to do. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.